Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden-Kivowitz. Welcome to episode 18. My name is Scott Wyden-Kivowitz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Rachel, from Photoscribe. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Scott. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm really excited about today's topic, um, or today's guest in general, because the uh, the company that he works for, the products that he, make, that he makes um, are something that we're, we're hearing more and more about in the photography industry. Yeah. And it's actually solving a, an issue that a lot of photographers have and why they're going to or why they're, they've been using services like um, Squarespace and um, they're making it easy for photographers who are used to Squarespace to uh, switch to WordPress and, um, and whatnot and, uh, and have something that they're, they're used to, have something familiar. Um, and so I'm really excited. Uh, today we're actually talking to Robbie McCullough. Is, um, from Beaver Builder. So uh, Robbie is a California native and co-founder of Beaver Builder, which is a drag-and-drop website builder for WordPress. Robbie enjoys fishing, hiking, and a good cup of coffee. <laughs> you can find him in person on the mountain, bike trails, or virtually on Twitter. Yeah. So, um, welcome, Robbie. We're really excited to have you here. Yes. Oh. Welcome. I'm really excited, too, because I think this is going to be a discussion where we talk about Squarespace a lot, we talk about um, drag and drop builders a lot, we talk about, so these are sort of the culmination, whatever, um, for for all of those topics that always seem to get mentioned and we always are like, well, we don't really have a great solution, but I think you guys do have a really great solution. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, thanks guys, and yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. Um, I'm excited to be here too. And yeah, I, I, I know what you like, I, I feel like, Beaver Builder kind of bridges a gap between uh, kind of those two different fields of like you know the square spaces and the hosted builders and the and the WordPresses. So yeah, yeah, um, totally. Yeah. Um, well, before we get into what's going on with you and Beaver Builder, let's dig into the WordPress photography related news. Um, we got three items today. Um, first one being WordPress um, 4.5.3 was released since our last episode, and that is a maintenance and security release. That actually has, uh, in addition to um, uh, security, there's actually image file naming issues related to security that have been patched. Um, so um, it's a minor release, but it's an important one. So please run your backups and then run your updates just to protect yourself. So um, what did it patch in terms of? There, I think there was 12 or so different um, fixes in it. But okay. um, specifically, it was the 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 security issue with the file naming is that you could put in um, some sort of um, hack attempt in the file name, and if exploited, if found and exploited, it could, you know, potentially harm your site. So yeah, interesting. Um, I don't know the details on it per se, but all I know is, <laughs> as as WordPress core gets <laughs> gets more and more, um, you know, as it gets more and more secure and better, it seems like the the vulnerabilities that come out just get more and more obscure. Like yeah, the, I was just saying that too, right? Like yeah. we all know are like you know like. <laughs> what is it, XSS and remote file yeah. inclusions and those kind of like really nasty bugs that you hear about, but then when you read the WordPress patch notes, it's all these <laughs> really, really deep and technical, like one-off kind of scenarios. Yeah. yeah. And, and more, power, more power to them for, for finding all those and getting them fixed. Yeah, and you know, it, and 
you know, a lot of them that come out too are ones where not only are they super rare, but a lot of them you need admin credentials and even to exploit it. So yes, it's good that they're um, patching things, uh, but a lot of the security issues that come out really don't have to worry about it unless you've got a super weak password. <laughs> Well, the, and this is what I was thinking too, like, because what we tell uh, photographers is to rename your images so that they show up in the Google image search and you get the keyword juice. So to hear like, oh, an image name, you know, security vulnerability that's yeah. that's just so like obscure, like you were saying. Yeah. But I guess it's another sort of reiteration for photographers that before you upload them into WordPress, make sure that they, you are uh, renaming yeah. them so that you do get the keyword juice and you would, you know, avoid situations like this where there are potential security things. So, yeah, yeah. And, rename and, your images and upload the latest WordPress. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um, so the next thing, uh, it's a little bit on the Imagely side, but it's actually really huge for the WordPress community in general. Um, being that NextGen Gallery has uh, so many users, um, well over a million users, um, this is this this news is huge for the WordPress community. Um, Basically, we decided to, uh, at a sort of a last minute, um, due to the nature of something else we had to do with integration with Yoast SEO, we wound up doing full integration with Yoast SEO for images used in NextGen Galleries for awesome. the sitemap. So um, if you use NextGen Gallery and you're using Yoast SEO, um, your images on posts and pages will automatically be included included in the sitemap, which is really good for SEO. So awesome. um, that's a huge one. Um, and shockingly, it took our developer like five minutes to integrate it. We we're, I was so happy when he said it was done. <laughs> nice. Um, so those are always great features. The ones that you like, you're not quite sure what you're getting yourself into, and then you jump into the code and kind of have one of those aha moments, and it's, yeah, yeah, oh, I can do this. Like and that. huge for yeah. photographers because those images are what you're selling. So making sure that they're being seen for SEO and being seen by Google image searches are huge. So yes, that's awesome. For sure. Um, the last bit is. Uh, not WordPress specific, uh, but it's website specific. Basically, Google will now let you know when your website, if your website, and when your website has been hacked. Okay. So if your website happens to be hacked and you are already connected with Google Search Console, um, I'm, I, I don't recall from the, from the article, I'll have to go back, but uh, basically, and we'll link to this in the show notes, basically, um, if you're connected, your site's connected to Search Console, you will be alerted via email if your website is hacked which means you can then go in and figure out how to get rid of the hack or hire a company like Securi to resolve the hack for you. So Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of people uh, that I talk to that are smaller photographers are saying, well, why would my page get hacked? Like, who am I? You know, but the fact that you're on WordPress or on even other platforms, you know, you're a target because you're out on the web. So yeah. making sure that you have a backup, making sure that you have good passwords, and then... Um, knowing, you know, this is great because I've had a lot of clients come to me and been like, I think I'm hacked because things are acting weird, but I don't know. And it's like, no, you definitely are for sure. And so yep. this will tell you, so then you can go and be proactive. I think it's great. Yep, it definitely is. And you know what? Um, a case in, here's a good case uh, on this. Um, uh, an Imagely ambassador, I won't say who, um, we migrated their site, our site, multiple sites, over to our hosting. And 
while doing the migration, we noticed that every site on their shared host, which they were moving from, was hacked. Yeah. They did not know it was hacked, but it was. And uh, that meant that every site of theirs that we are moving over to the Imagely hosting platform had to be you know, cleaned of the hack. But without an alert, they had no idea. Now, there are plugins that do this as well. Um, for example, WordFence will email you if there's a, a vulnerable file on your server, um, but they didn't use it at the time. Now they do. They didn't at the time, and they had no idea. But even now, WordFence, if you install it after the hack has been done... You can you know, scan. Yeah, it'll scan. I know, but there, I mean, we've talked about this. There are yeah. still... Like, you know, there there's vulnerabilities that can be missed. And, I mean, of course. obviously we're talking, like, worst-case scenario. But, yeah. yeah, no, just to know... Just to know Google, with all their power, is behind you, like, I think it's good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's so nice that they're, like sending the communication to you, the webmaster, now. Yeah. Because before, I'm sure, like, it was always a nightmare, but you'd, you'd see one of those, um, those like, red screens. Like, if you, you accessed the sites through Google, yeah. they would send you to that, like, horrible, frightening warning page. And, yeah. like, instead of telling you, the person who could fix it, they just kind of scared all of your potential customers, customers. and visitors yeah, and users totally. away. Yeah. Well, and I wonder, too, I mean, especially with the shared hosting you know, do does Google alert the host too? I mean, this is just another reason for the managed hosting too. That you know, you you need to be able to trust where your servers are living and mm -hmm. who's maintaining them, and um, you know, because as photographers and, and small business owners, that's not your main point of business, right? To to support these servers, you're paying for someone to support them, and you know, you get what you pay for in in some of these cases. So yep, that's for sure. That yeah. is for sure. Um, so, Robbie, what's going on in your world? What's going on with Beaver Builder? Tell us what's new. Well, uh, I just got back from, um, let's see, I left on, it's Tuesday today, I left on Wednesday last week to a music festival kind of camping trip up in the mountains. And so, yeah, I'm just kind of getting back into the into the grind of nice. regular life today. <laughs> um, but this trip, I do it every year, and it's kind of my annual... Uh, disconnect. So I turn off my phone and leave it in my tent and try to go a few days without, you know, checking in with emails and Facebook and fantasy baseball and all that stuff. So that was really nice. It's a little bit of like I'm kind of decompressing and getting back into the into the groove, which is a bit of an adjustment today, but um, I'm glad we did the the WordPress news first because I needed to be caught up. I was <laughs> catching up to do on my Twitter and my, my RSS feeder and all that. Nice. So, uh, what was the concert, and which was your favorite band that played? The yeah, the festival is called High Sierra. It's the High Sierra Music Festival. Um, my favorite band is going to be a really, really tough one. Because um, so there's music all day for four days, starting from about eleven in the afternoon, and it goes all the way until like gosh, sometimes like three or four in the morning. Um, probably over fifty, maybe even close to a hundred bands. Uh, there was one band, and I believe they were called, their name was Ripe, R-I-P-E, and they were really young, like it made me realize how old I was getting seeing them up there, because they just looked like <laughs> a bunch of fresh-faced kids, but they, um, man, they had a really cool style, they were a really tight band, really good music, and then their lead singer was just this, like, he was just such a baby-faced young kid, but he was just owning the crowd and working it um, so well, like, it looked like he'd been doing it for 40 years, so that one was really cool, I, I have a feeling we'll well, I'll be seeing more of them as they nice. progress yeah. and come along. Sweet. 
Now, I always hear there's such a big correlation between music and coding. Do you think that that's true? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it was like Helen uh, Ho Sandia, I believe is how you say. It. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce her last name. It's one of those ones I see written all the time. But she did a really great talk about her experience with being a, as a musician and studying music and practicing music, um, and how that kind of set the foundation for her when she moved into coding and she went over a lot of like her the similarities that she experienced um, and I yeah I, I also I, I, I've been playing guitar since I was a kid never like in a band or and for it was always kind of a hobby but there are definitely some some similarities I think in in uh, how you approach getting better like learning an instrument kind of forces you to realize that you can't just like sit down and spend six hours and like it, it's a it's a long play you know like yeah. you, you can never write a novel in a day and I don't know I was always like really impatient when I was young I like wanted things when I wanted them and if I wanted to be able to do something I just wanted to be able to do it yeah but yeah things like writing code or just learning a big system like WordPress or a new programming language and music is a language like as much as you want to be able to do it like in the snap of a finger yeah um, kind of have to pace yourself well, it's yeah. interesting because, I mean, there's not a lot of photographers who do coding, and I think, but there's a lot of musicians who do coding, and I think that, you know, thinking of the visual versus auditory versus, you know, organizational, I mean, there's there's definitely correlations there, but, so going back to um, what is Beaver Builder? I mean, you know, to a photographer listening, um, who are you, what... Does the company do, like, what services would a photographer want from what you guys do? Beaver Builder is a, it's a page builder for WordPress, or you could call it a website builder. Um, and it's a, it's a tool that lets you design a web page visually uh, by dragging and dropping elements around on, on a page. Uh, we mentioned Squarespace earlier. It's it's similar. Like, you know, Squarespace also has, like, a visual or what you see is what you get. Um, editor, and then there have been, of course, like Dreamweaver and FrontPage and some software suites in the past and, and present that do that as well. All um, really technical, though. I mean, minus Squarespace, but like the Dreamweaver stuff. Don't you? Yeah, varying degree. Well, yeah, no, the, it's funny because we experience. Oh, there's a lot of people in the WordPress community and even just outside in general that have this real kind of stigma and, and distaste for page builders, like. <laughs> like it's you know cheating or like they're these kind of like uh, I don't know just people have like a really like in, like a strong dislike for them like it's not just like oh yeah it's not something I I care for or prefer they're like I hate this like I hate this whole idea and everything about it but I think a lot of that bad stigma comes back to some of those like the dream weavers in the front pages which okay. were extremely technical extremely hard to use um, I think I think that that opinion is also more on the side of the developers yeah there's for like we see that all the time when people in the WordPress community talk about nextgen gallery compared to some other gallery plugins um, most of the um, the bad public feedback we get is from developers not from the actual users yeah there's um, okay, huge yeah. like I think chasm between a developer and a user, especially a visual user like a photographer, because all the photographers that I talk to are like, I wish WordPress had more of these uh, drag and drop options, or they even say like, I can't, WordPress doesn't know, doesn't do what I want it to do because they don't even know about the drag and drop options. But um, I think as the technology 
gets better and more companies like you come out, that's where the photographers want to go. But then I pose that question to the developers and, and that's where I hear that sentiment. Like, oh, I hate it, I hate it. But me <laughs> as like not a coder, I'm like, dude, I love it. Like, yeah. so I, I, think, I think it's important for us to really break down as, as simplest as possible what a page builder is. And I think yeah. to me, the way to explain it is you've got this, imagine this empty canvas of content area, right? So you've got this white screen um, that you could add whatever you want to it. It's a blank canvas, right? Literally, you have a brush and a blank canvas, and you can take these little elements, or what? What is the, what are they called in, in Beaver Builder? The little yeah, we, each... we call them modules. So you but... can take a module of um, of a video, right? You're a module that plays a video, and you can drag it really wherever you want, um, in to a degree, wherever you want in that blank canvas. You can set up how many columns. Um, you can set up you know, uh, how wide things are, and you can basically design the page however you want without knowing a lick of code Yeah. just by dragging and dropping different modules. Well, so, I think that that's the key, too, for, um, again, you know, going back to the visual artists like photographers, it, columns are really hard to code. Like, you can drag a video in, and it will be left aligned, and it won't have any, you know, um, styling, unless you add the styling in CSS or HTML, if you know that stuff. You know, themes have some capabilities, but if there's not that visual drag and drop, you know, testing it and going back and forth, and I mean, that in and of itself is a full-time job. And who's got time for that when you're running a business, you know? Yeah. Um, so... We know that so many photographers are moving from Squarespace to WordPress. Um, right. We see it all the time. Uh, in fact, we've talked about uh, with Anne, with Anna uh, Sawin, we talked about uh, you know me doing a, her, her migration and how how uh, you know cumbersome it is to move from Squarespace to WordPress, but why it's so valuable. Um, and so, so Robbie, what what um, what are the advantages of of using Beaver Builder when somebody moves, you know, like what's the advantage of using it for Squarespace people moving over to WordPress? Like what, what is so, um, so important for them? What is the best reason for them to go with Beaver Builder? It's good. It's, it's a good, it's a good question. Um, well, for particularly if you've decided that you want to move to WordPress, like if you're on the Squarespace or something similar, and you've decided that you want to, you know, move over to WordPress, like not counting the factors that go into that decision, mm -hmm. um, you know, there there are there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of tools out there, um, like similar tools for WordPress or even off of WordPress, like you know, Visual Builders, ways to build a website um, specific to Beaver Builder. When we started our kind of goal or mission or philosophy was to to build a, a user interface that was that was simple and that was easy to like jump in and get in and start using um, and as we've kind of progressed and grown that's been one of our kind of core um, I guess mission doesn't feel like the right word but one of the kind of core like philosophies that we use when we're kind of guiding the direction that we want Beaver Builder to take um, and then we've also gotten this feedback from our community that, you know, we're successfully to a degree doing that. So it's, it's as far as, like, which tool on WordPress do you want to use, we like to think that we're one of the simpler ones and we're one of the easier options to jump in and um, the learning curve is, is much, much smaller. Uh, 
Ooh, but then but, there's also yeah. the question of like moving from Squarespace to WordPress too. There's all right. those like decisions of like what benefits do you gain? And I think obviously, um, you know, the, the combo of Beaver Builder and WordPress provides like a ton of value and potential scalability that you just don't get with Squarespace or other hosted builders. Yeah, that's where I was going to go with it. Was was uh, more on the general WordPress side. Um, sure. So so yeah, there's so many benefits, and we've talked about this um, in previous episodes. Um, and I do think that uh, for photographers that um, are in process of moving to Squarespace or have already moved uh, from Squarespace to WordPress, I mean, um, if you like if you like the 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 builder, the drag and drop system that Squarespace offers, um, there are tons of page builders out there now. But there's many many uh, advantages of Beaver Builder. Um, for example, Beaver Builder comes as a theme and a plugin, okay? So the the Beaver Builder plugin is not actually built into the theme. Beaver Builder actually has their own theme that works well with their plugin. But the Beaver Builder plugin itself can be used on pretty much every theme. So that was right? going to be my next question, too. Is it theme-specific? So right. you can install this as, like, a framework and then choose a different theme if you want. Yep. Correct, yeah. So a lot of people that have had experience with page builders in WordPress um, were coming from, like maybe they bought a, a theme from ThemeForest that included a page builder bundled in, because yep. um, you see that all the time. Um, where, and then, yeah, we took a different approach where we started uh, with the page, like the theme, I don't want to say as an afterthought, but we, we started building the page builder plugin. Like that was our kind of initial project that turned into Beaver Builder. And then once we had that, we, just, we, we realized that we also wanted to have a theme. Um, the goal for us, so we built Beaver Builder when we were doing client services. We were a web design agency. And we were doing a lot of work for photographers, actually. Um, mm -hmm. But what we'd often do is send potential clients to a site like ThemeForest and say, hey, like, pick out a design that you like, and then we'll implement that. Um, and then but the problem we were having is they, you know, everyone would choose the, the theme that they liked from the aesthetic standpoint. Um, but then when we jumped into the code and actually started trying to work with it, you know, some of them were just nightmares. Some of them were easier right. to work with. But each time it was like a learning curve. And uh, so, yeah, we, we wanted to have like a consistent code base and then a consistent way to put content together on a page that we yeah. could just reuse. And Speaking of reusing content, um, so here's a cool thing about Beaver Builder um, that I think photographers need to know that this exists. So one of the nice things that you guys did was you built in templates, right, so that I can go ahead and I can create a new page and say, all right, I want this page to look like this type of thing, a, um, a sales page that has a pricing grid that I can put my, my pricing options for different packages. And literally with two clicks, three clicks, use template, pick the template, and then use template again, <laughs> um, like confirm that you're using the template, I now have within three clicks a page designed using the page builder. I didn't have to do any dragging and dropping, but it's designed using a template that you guys built, that you guys designed, right? So that's a beautiful option that I think photographers need to know exists and how yeah. easy it is to use. So when you talk about um, picking a theme versus um, picking, you know, p finding something that just, has the design that you need for different things. Um, yes, a theme can handle 
overall, you know, a theme could probably handle 70% of what you're trying to do um, as far as the look of your site goes. There are certain plugins that you might need to handle the rest, like creating a, 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 a landing page for a specific service or product you're trying to sell, and that's where Beaver Builder could really come in handy um, in addition to just everyday content. Um, so anything you want to add about templates? Because I think it's a really neat topic. Yeah, well, it's an interesting dynamic to wrap your head around, I think, especially maybe if you're not familiar with kind of that WordPress um, theme, like the, the breakdown of, like, your theme and your content and how those two play with each other. Um, like, in a really, like, super simplistic way to look at it is, like, your theme is your is your visual stuff. So like, fonts and colors are, like, the two kind of big things I think I would associate with a with, with the theme. Like, the colors and the layout and the font that your website has come from your theme. And then your content is more or less everything else, like the text on the page, the buttons, the videos, the, the galleries, the um, everything of that nature. So we have we have content templates in that sense. Like if you know that you want to create a uh, you know, landing page for a small business or a portfolio page to show off your photography or you know whatever that you've decided the content of the page should be, we have the pre-made templates that you mentioned that you can select and use as like a starting place. Like the easy example, if you're doing a photography portfolio, um, you know, you load up our template and then swap out our kind of stock uh, placeholder images with your right. own. Which is always, I mean, again, faced with, you know, you're a new photographer, you have these beautiful images, how do you translate into something that can be a revenue stream? Um, your website is your storefront. You know, this just gives you some of those... Temp I mean, a template, that's what they are, and a starting place to start from and put your own image, your own spin on it. Um, now, so you had sort of mentioned that you work with photographers before or you, you did when you guys were a media agency. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that relationship and how that helped you to grow into what you are now? Absolutely. Well, let's see. So I started, I started working at Fastline, I met my, my two partners now, Justin and Billy, through a Craigslist ad. We have kind of like a fun story. Um, but yeah, I decided one day I needed to like get a real job, and I was working at a YMCA doing membership sales and stuff. And so I was, you know, trolling Craigslist. I put a portfolio together, and long story short, met Justin and Billy. Um, they were doing Fastline Media, which is the design agency. And one of our, uh, they, at the time, we were one of uh, SmugMug's recommended customizers. And if you're not familiar, SmugMug is a hosted uh, platform for, for photographers, kind of similar to Squarespace, but it specifically caters to professional photographers. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that we were, so we were, we were kind of at the top of the list. Like, if you wanted someone to build your SmugMug site, they would refer you to us. Um, and what we were doing a lot of was integrating SmugMug sites with WordPress blogs. So for a long time, you can do this now, but for a long time you couldn't have a blog on a SmugMug site. So we would build out the photography portion of your website on SmugMug, and then we would build a WordPress site, and we would you know match the styles so they looked and felt like they were part of the same system. Um, but that was really where we like at least for me personally like I'd been familiar with WordPress but that was where I really kind of cut my teeth and and started working with WordPress a lot was in that context of building blogs that interfaced with the smugmug websites 
And I'm going to interrupt you for a second because I think there's a lot of photographers that still do that, that have a separate website and a separate WordPress blog. Um, and I'm sure where your story is going, but the technology now is that WordPress as a content management system can have it all and you don't necessarily need to have both. Um, although having SmugMug again as a beginning place and then moving to WordPress 100% um, is a good way to do it as you grow. But I just wanted to make that point, so continue. <laughs> no, that's absolutely correct. I mean, and, and that, that's probably one of the reasons we're not really doing that kind of work. Or, you know, that work started going, um, started phasing out. We started just doing more and more, like, generic WordPress websites. Right. Um, but, yeah, even just in the last, like, maybe three or four years, um, what's become available on the WordPress platform in terms of e-commerce and being able to sell, yeah. you know, in this case, your, your photography, but just e-commerce in general, um, and then the quality of plugins like NextGen Gallery, and then like some of the things that are specific to photographers, um, it, it's just yeah, it's just phenomenal um, how much it's how much it's progressed since we were doing that. So, are you guys? Um, first of all, uh, you probably don't remember. And actually, I was talking to Rachel about this earlier. You probably don't remember, but I was a customer when I was on SmugMug. You guys actually matched my uh, my uh, SmugMug to my WordPress site. Um, I I okay. I personally don't <laughs> think I worked on that one, but I knew yeah. that there was some like third degree of separation yeah. thing going on amongst amongst us. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. That's really cool. I hope uh, how'd that work out? Well, okay, we, we'll talk about that <laughs> off there. Like I guess <laughs> I hope well, that worked out well for. You. I hope that was a good experience. That, yeah, well, that's what got me. That's what that's what got Fastline Media on the map in my radar. You know, um, years ago, and I just kept, you know. Um, kept kept you guys on my radar for a while, watching what you guys were doing, and then, bam, Beaver Builder came out. <laughs> um, but um, so I'm curious: uh, Are you guys working on any tool for photographers to easily migrate from SmugMug to WordPress? Like we know that Beaver Builder can handle the layout that um, photographers might ha already have on the SmugMug site. Uh, or Squarespace site, but are you working on any tools to do any automated migrations from their platforms to your platform and your page builder? Uh, uh, yeah, I wish I wish I had the, a better answer. It's it's on a it's on our wish list. Um, I think we were talking about this too, Scott. But the mm -hmm. the, uh, the other idea, I mean, there's other hosted builders out there too, right. um, and similar to kind of how WordPress has that import tool where you can import your blog from Tumblr or what was it, Blogger or whatever, any of the other comp competing platforms. Uh, we would love to have something like that for Beaver Builder. Yeah, that'd be amazing if you could just like in a couple of clicks yeah. port over your yeah. SmugMug site or your Squarespace site and just have it ready yeah. to go. Unfortunately, we're not, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's an idea at this point. It's nothing that we've right. committed to working on. But yeah, I, it's a pretty big pro big, pretty big project if you guys yeah. understand. Um, so is is Squarespace and maybe this question is for Scott. We've we've examined the Squarespace to WordPress conversion pretty much in depth, and we mm -hmm. talked about it um, on our episode episode with Anna. Is a smug mug to a hundred percent WordPress conversion labor intensive like the Squarespace, or is it an easier migration just in general? I think a smug mug to WordPress would be more difficult because there's no export file, so there's no oh. there's no starting point. You'd have to do an actual site scrape. Most likely, which is a time-consuming, you know, um, thing to I have, process. But I have curiosity. I mean, and you might not know the answer because I, I, I haven't done this. I wish uh, mm -hmm. I was more 
familiar with this, but if you're exporting off of Squarespace, how do they handle images specifically? Because I know you can get that that's export the issue. file. Right. Okay, okay. Um, yes, yeah, so that's, like, that's the big issue is the image. The right. SmugMug would let you take a dump of all of your photos and just they'll pack it into a yeah. zip file and send it out for you. Yeah. Um, although, I, I mean, I guess I'm not being a photographer, I imagine you guys probably all have your, like, backups, and right. you have all of those photos somewhere else other than SmugMug, hopefully, right? Well, you yeah. know what, I hear that a lot, that, oh, you have a backup of your site, or you have a backup of the gallery images. Uh, when you start out as a photographer, you upload a set, and then as you grow as a photographer and you, you know, get client work and it, your style changes rather rapidly, I think, in those first mm -hmm. two or three years. Um, and again, this is a generic statement. This is not for, you know, the blanket statement, not for everybody per se. But so the images that you have in that initial gallery versus when you're ready to move on to a different set may be different images anyway. So going back and finding those initial images, I know, like, I've handled client migrations where they're like, that was three years ago, I don't have those. It's because they weren't necessarily client files, they were more of, like, stylized shoots and, you know, just images for the website. Um, so they may want to capture one or two of those, and going back and finding them is always difficult um, if, if you can't just pull from one website to the, to the next. I mean, and that's the argument for WordPress in general, right? Because content management system means all of your content is there, and you can put new plugins, and you can put new themes, and you can change the style of it and not have to worry about losing a specific image file like you would if you're transitioning from SmugMug to so WordPress or Squarespace to WordPress. I can tell you that um, a lot of the photographers that move from, that, I, that I've seen firsthand, that move from SmugMug to WordPress fully, to handle their images, um, most photographers, I would say 95% of the ones that I've seen uh, are using the SmugMug Lightroom plugin, and that means they have oh, the okay. collections and collection sets already in Lightroom. Yep. And they can um, literally take the Next Gen Gallery plugin for Lightroom and do the same thing and just copy, you know, like move their collections from one publishing service to the other and hit publish, and then now the galleries are still on their own website instead of SmugMug. That's great. Um, so SmugMug, it, it, it's if you use a Lightroom plugin, it's real easy to move those. Um, yeah. If you're not using the Lightroom plugin, you'd have to do what Robbie was saying: do the the dump of the zip of all your images. And um, you know, SmugMug takes raw files, so you're talking that's a pretty big, that's a big, that's a big zip, depending on how many images. Um, there's no content export, so you'd have to do that manually. That I or do a or hire somebody to do a scrape. Um, a scrape meaning uh, basically a, an automated bot that navigates the site fully right. and copies all the text and outputs into an HTML file. Um, on Squarespace, you can do an export of the text content, and this does not include any e-commerce that you do on Squarespace, um, but the images are still called from Squarespace. So there are a bunch of um, import from external images plugins um, that are supposed to take it from Squarespace and import it to your WordPress site. None of them work, um, yeah. but uh, I have two that... Um, one that um, Flow Themes made that they sent over to me after our, we had you know, um, them on the call, or on the on the podcast. Um, and I haven't had a chance to test that because I haven't had a migration to do. Um, and then I have another one that somebody else sent me that, um, you know, I would try both. And if one of them worked, great. Then it's a lot easier to migrate from Squarespace. But yeah. without so that... So I guess in all of this discussion, so I interrupted you, but you were telling um, us how 
you met with your co-founders, you were sort of an agency working smug mug with photographers. So tell us how you got from that journey, which a lot of photographers kind of went through with you when they started on Smug Mug, and then now they're going to WordPress 100%. So how did you move from that kind of company to what you are today? Okay, yeah. Um, Sorry. No, no, no worries. I, I'm trying to like gather gather my thoughts here. No, no I didn't feel interrupted at all either. Yeah. That out there, not not a problem. Um, it, it, maybe just like one last point it was on the tip of my tongue, but I think as far as the migration thing goes, um, if you're just moving what you have from one place to another, it's going to be a lot easier than if you want to like use that as an opportunity to like restructure and reorganize things, which I think a lot of people do. Like you mentioned, you know, in the first year or two, you're kind of developing your style or you're like even just the way you organize your work and the way you present it to people. You know, these things change as you progress, and I think when a lot of people redesign their site, it's not just because they want to like get onto WordPress. It's because they have some other underlying like yeah. issue that or problem that they're trying to solve. Um, so it's really kind of like a personalized thing. It's hard to hard to say. But anyways, yeah. So going back, um, so we we're doing client services and Beaver Builder, the page well, both the page builder and the theme, the whole thing started as a side project. Um, like I mentioned, we, we were working with a client that wanted us to use a page builder to build their website. They had a theme that they liked that included a builder, and instead of you know coding it out by hand, they specifically asked us to use the builder to make the site so that they could then go in after we were done and take control of it, and like make their own changes, update their photos, update their headings. Um, and we did that. We delivered the site. And it was just like a, this really nice process. We were able to build the site a lot faster than we originally thought we could using the page builder tool. And we were kind of, we had that developer stigma where we assumed that like doing it by hand was the only way and that anything else was just kind of like <laughs> going to get in the way of our process. Um, so we had like a little kind of like an aha moment where uh, like, hey, maybe this is like a good... Well, so that was the one part. And then the second part was that the client was was thrilled with the site, and then they they kept writing us emails. But instead of being like, "Hey, you guys, could, like, can you change this picture for me? Like, you know, I updated my headshot, or like, can you, you know, the date my copyright needs to be updated? It's two fifteen now." Or, um, he sent us an email being like, "Hey, look, like, check out what this change I made on my website. Like, this is working really well. Like, I don't even have to bug you. You know, look, I changed my photo, I changed my heading." So. Our client was happy. We were happy. The only like issue we had was that we just hated the the page builder that we had to use. Like it was, it was not on the front end. It was like, even though we were like surprised that we were able to build a site with it, it was still really clunky, um, and not a nice experience. So uh, we decided we wanted to start like using page builders in our work. We did an exhaustive search of everything out there and just didn't find what we were looking for. Um, and that's when we kind of started building our own. That's awesome. Yeah. Scratching and I, again, your own and scratching your client's itches. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's yeah. the journey, like you said, where photographers are on, where they start at one place, they move over to WordPress, they have a relationship with a, you know somebody, a theme developer, somebody, a, but then they have to maintain it too. You know, and how do you maintain it? Again, just changing the copyright issue every year. You know, how do you do that? Um, so I, I mean, I think that's why we're definitely advocates of page builders if it's built correctly. Yeah. So uh, speaking of that, I have two questions that I know the answer to, but these are two questions that so many photographers bring up every time I'm discussing page builders with them. So question number one, what happens if I change themes, right? So I'm currently using, I buy the Beaver Builder package that comes with a the theme and plugin, right? 
I'm using the Beaver Builder theme, and then you know, two years later, I'm like, you know what? I want a different design for the for the you know the layout and the font and the colors and whatnot that what you talked about earlier. I want to change. I'm going to go to an Imagely theme, right? Which is based on Genesis. Now, very different framework, right? What happens to the page builder content when I change themes? All right. Yeah, I appreciate the uh, the slow pitch right over the plate, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you might be surprised <laughs> to hear, right? Like, uh, but you can do that with Beaver Builder. <laughs> um, this was—it was almost like not a happy accident, but this was something that, as we were building Beaver Builder, we kind of like we realized that there was a lot more to this particular piece than we'd originally thought. Um, but separating out the theme from the page builder allows you to separate your content from the style. Yeah. And so you can build out your content page. Like, let's just use a, a portfolio of images again as an example. Um, you have a grid of images. Maybe you have, you know, an introduction text at the top. Maybe you have, like, a call to action at the bottom. Something of that sort. Um, you can build all of that in Beaver Builder, and then your theme will control the style of that page. So the color of the heading and the font that's used and the font size and all that. And then... It, if you change themes with, like, if you've built that page with Beaver Builder, all of the images and the headings and the call, like, all that stays the same. It's just the style gets uh, picked up from the new theme. And that's huge, because if right. you build it in the theme, in a page builder built into a theme, um, which I have done, moving it over is not only putting a new theme on, but then rebuilding that content, copying and pasting it out. Um, and so you lose the content management part of WordPress. You know, it's there somewhere, but yeah, no, it's, it's it, it, again, and it's a growing process as WordPress grows and as the themes grow and as the plugins grow and they all sort of grow together but not together, you know, this is where you can get lost uh, a little bit not knowing that background stuff. So one, one, one thing notable is uh, if you're going to a Genesis theme, um, there's a plugin that really should be installed called Genesis Dam Buster. Now, yes... Beaver Builder, Dam Buster. Um, you know, so, you know, that just goes to show you the WordPress community has a good sense of humor when they're you know, developing extensions for other things. Um, so Dam Buster, basically, Genesis themes typically have a, uh, a, a specified content area. So let's say it's specified to 900 pixels wide, or it's a percentage of your screen width, right? Um, what Dam Buster does is it gives you the option to remove that and make it full width which in some cases, depending on the design that you're going for with the page builder, um, you can utilize the full width by just turning on the dam buster for that page. So um, in imagery themes, we actually have a full width page template, so you don't need it, but um, in some Genesis themes, you actually do need to use the dam buster plugin, and that's completely free in the WordPress directory. So and I'd say that's medium tech, you know, uh, geek talk is yeah. where we go, because like... Uh, a beginner listening to this or someone who really is code-phobic, you know, would say, like, what, you know, and then someone who is very, very developer would obviously have a different way to do yeah. that, too. So that's, like, medium level, nothing else works, you're not hiring someone. I yeah. mean, there are those solutions out there, too. So, yeah. um, so the, the second question I have that I already know the answer to <laughs> is what happens if I disable Beaver Builder for whatever reason? Um, what happens if I disable the plugin? What happens to all that content that I created in the in the page builder? Okay, yeah. 
Um, well, historically, maybe it would be good to mention that uh, with a lot of the other page builder solutions out there, what will happen if you disable them um, is most of them use some form of like short code or proprietary kind of short code right. um, to format their content. So you build out your page, and then if you disable the page builder, um, you end up with just a bunch of short codes that aren't being rendered anymore. So all of your, uh, it basically, in short, it makes your content unreadable and unusable. Right. Um, what we do with Beaver Builder is we port all of your text and your images um, back into the WordPress editor. So you'll lose the columns, and we have a few specific modules, like a slideshow module. Like we can't port a slideshow back into WordPress without having some kind of, you know, other plugin. But anything that we can port back to WordPress, we port it back in there. So the content, it's very easy to like access it again, copy paste it. You don't have to like strip out all those short codes. Um, worst case too, like, you know, if your nephew gets in there and disables the page builder when you're on vacation, you know, it's not your your Google um, SEO ranking and content isn't going to be affected because all that text and image, like, there's it's still going to be rendered on the page. It's just not going to look quite as nice, but it doesn't get all jarbled up with. Uh, Does that happen automatically? Like, so you go disable the plugin in the plugins area, and it just happens as part of the disable process. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's um, like behind the scenes. It's kind of a cool. Cool. Uh, I, I, yeah, it was too bad. My uh, my partner Justin, he's our lead developer. He would have liked to to be on here because he can get really into the. Well, I guess it, this technical, is right? Yeah. Well, we <laughs> have both podcast. that audience, though. <laughs> yeah. That, it, so it all happens behind the scenes anyway. So it, like all that content is there. I think it's stored as post meta. Um, but yeah, it's all just kind of like sitting there waiting just in case, and then yeah, when you right. disable the builder, that, that's just kind of like the and next that's huge because that a lot of page builders. So I mean, you could say, oh, this episode is a big giant advertisement, right? But um, Beaver Builder has a connection to the photography community. Um, mm -hmm. We actually, Scott and I, both enjoyed uh, the article that was uh, Squarespace versus WordPress. It has a lot of good points, and I think that'll be in our show notes. Mm -hmm. um, but then. You know, there are other plugins, there are other themes, but Beaver Builder has kind of thought through some of these things. And for our audience, which is photographers who don't necessarily have high developer level of code, you know, you've sort of thought through the options to help build a site without worrying about those teeny details that short codes make it easier, but then can make a huge difference later on three years down the line when you're changing your website for another reason, because then you're dead in the water. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, you know. And short codes are good for certain things, um, you know, for certain plugins to use, but yeah. it's not good when your majority of your content is built on short codes, right. you know, because, you know, and, and this sort of leads into... Uh, one last question I have before we move into um, recommended plugins or themes. Um, do you have in the works, or do you have a, a, a tool right now for anybody who's using a page builder that uses short codes that is not built um, to the best that it can be, that wants to move to Beaver Builder, do you have something available to just do a quick conversion for people? Yeah, it's the same. Unfortunately, same answer to the to the last migration <laughs> question, and that it's something in the works. Um, and real quick, step back too before I forget. Thank you guys too for the kind words. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, and yeah, you know, we don't. I don't want this to come off like an advertisement either. Um, we kind of built this tool, and it's been this really awesome experience for us. 
seeing people using it and ha hearing the testimonials from people that are saying like this really like helped my business it helped me like earn more or build or do yeah. what I want to do and like this has been something that's helped me and thank you like that's what you know like we're here to make a living and do all that stuff too but at the end of the day like that's the part that really like gets us up in the morning is is building something that's helping make you know whatever your business is online make it easier right um, but then yeah so, so unfortunately no migration tool yet um, Oh, especially after this conversation, get over the drawing board and do some sketching or whatever, <laughs> whatever that process looks like. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think we're ready to move. Um, we always ask guest recommended WordPress plugin or theme, not your own, <laughs> and not Yoast. We talked about that eight hundred thousand times. Yeah, I was trying to come up with something like really, really good and like related to photography, and I. Just totally drew a blank, but um, I have two. Like, I came up with two. One is um, it's not a WordPress specific, but it's uh, Image Optum. It's uh, image compression software. I think it's only OS. Oh, there's got to be a, a port for Windows at this yeah, point. Yeah, I think there's, but, there's also a um, you know a server side one too. So yeah, they've got yeah. them all. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's a lossless compression engine. And then being you know as as photographer, so. When I'm building a website as a web designer, um, I don't care about any like the metadata on my images. I don't care about any of that stuff that's going on behind the scenes. Um, I just want the image to show up on the page. Um, so if you're uploading your photos, this might not be the best tool. But what this software does is it lets you strip out all of that extra data, and it compresses the file. In some cases, it compresses it a lot, like 25% to 30% I've seen at times. Um, but it's completely lossless. You don't lose any of your uh, any of your quality. In fact, uh, I, in a last week, I think on Thursday, um, I just wrote an article uh, on the ImageLay blog about Image Optum and JPEG Mini and how you should use uh, her photographers at least. You should do offline compression and not use a plugin to compress your images. So. Um, it's yeah, a, it's a, it's a good my follow-up question was going to be, is there levels? Because we do want some metadata to come through because, you know, Google does allow, or uh, if they say they do, they haven't, you know, really released what metadata they yeah, pull image, from. Image Optum allows you to uncheck the options to uh, strip the metadata, so you can leave it all in there. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's yeah. good to know. I actually didn't didn't know that. Yeah, because I, I imagine from the perspective of a photographer, there's a lot more involved in that decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's hard because photographers don't know it either. So you have a web designer who, you know, how do you have that conversation with, you know, uh, Squarespace is actually where we discovered it. Squarespace by default turns off the import metadata option. So not yeah, only do they strip the file name when you upload it, like when you upload... Um, Boston Wedding Photographer Dash, you know, you rename your images for SEO, you upload into WordPress, those things automatically go in the alt tags. You can then change the alt tags, but you don't have to. Um, Squarespace, when you rename it before you upload it, they strip it totally and turn it into a Squarespace image, which again, you can go in and change manually, but WordPress takes that step out so you don't have to. And then Squarespace has a default setting in the advanced, um, and I actually wrote a blog on Photoscribe and Scott wrote a blog for Imagely, both about the subject, because when you take out that metadata and you're not telling photographers that you do, you know, you're allowing them for, you're, you're not allowing them to have whatever metadata they choose to keep in through Lightroom and such um, to be found, you know. Like a copyright 
<laughs> right, which yeah, is big. Yeah, those little, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. just that little, you know. Yeah, nothing important. Nothing important. Um, um, I know we're running, like, probably out of time. Can I tell a really quick story? Um, yeah, please, go ahead. I swear this is going to be super fast. Just remind me. Okay, so I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I'm, I'm a pretty avid fisherman, and I used to visit this fishing forum where everyone would take pictures of their fish, but they would blur out the background so that other people wouldn't know their secret spot. Mm. Um, and I realized you could like pull the picture off, and most of them were done with an Android or iPhone, and pop open the metadata and find yeah. the GPS coordinates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite ways to go find secret fishing spots. Yeah, the, you know, metadata I, I, is important. It was the moral of the story. Like, understand yeah. it. <laughs> that's that's so funny. I remember. Um, I think it was uh, my friend Brian Matias uh, a couple years ago uh, did a post on Facebook or something about how he was looking. He wanted to photograph this one spot somewhere he was about to travel to, and and uh, the f- photographer that took the, a photo from that spot wouldn't give him the info, and like, that photographer didn't realize that he geotagged it. So, geotagged it, yeah. Um, it's just, I know. These cameras have all the settings. And the opposite in today's Pinterest world, when, so say a wedding image goes totally viral and gets retweeted a million times, you can this metadata can get stripped, and unless you have like um, a, like a little teeny watermark or some kind of metadata saving function on you know, so say Squarespace strips it, they they won't be able to come back and find you as the photographer. So it can work in both cases. Like they can find you and they cannot find you from it. So it's really important as part of displaying your images and how you display them on the web. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's our um, geek, geek interlude. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I think I said I had two, but I don't yeah. remember uh, the other one. So let's, we right. can, uh, <laughs> let's just All leave right. it at, at image opt-in. That one was... Uh, yeah, that works. Went well. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, I'll make sure I link to... Uh, I'm going to make a note to myself to uh, link to the offline compression article because um, that, that goes well with it. It's a really good one. Yeah. I'll have to check um, that out. Yeah. Okay, so um, this is a great conversation, you know, yes. again, you know, a lot of this did most likely to some people come off as an advertising, but I want to make it known that, um, you know, we, we, we wanted Robbie on here uh, because we, we know that photographers want a page builder. They want a page builder that's built well, and there's so many that are not, and um, trust me, I've tried them all, <laughs> um, and I even this morning I tried two that just have popped up in the WordPress repo that you know I'm curious. So you know, there's so many out there, but they're not all built well, and um, not all of them have an understanding of photography, right? What photographers need, and again, the roots of Beaver Builder came from Fastline Media, and they worked closely with Smug Mug's customers and Smug Mug. Right. Back to when years ago, when when I had a SmugMug site next to my WordPress site, I contacted SmugMug and said, "Hey, I want to make sure this matches. Who do you recommend?" And not only did SmugMug recommend Fastline first, but Smug, SmugMug actually paid for it. I didn't pay for it. SmugMug did. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, so, um, so yeah, yeah heat so, treatment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they so, might not do that for you. I mean, maybe people just yeah. 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 well, FYI. Smug, it's self changing too. And I think the, the WordPress 
versus website. You know, there's there's a lot of things changing too, which is why you yeah. guys, your company has changed yeah. it, its focus too. So, you know, we're trying to help photographers who ask us all the time, like, I can't handle WordPress. And the answer shouldn't be then don't use WordPress because you can handle WordPress. Right. Just that you have to find the right tools to yeah. help. You need to find the tools to make sure you're not vulnerable, make sure you're up to right. date, um, make sure you're on good hosting, and <laughs> and make sure you use the plugins that uh, and themes that um, really are in your favor. Um, and try to use tools from companies who understand your needs. Yeah, right? for sure. So, um, so I hope that uh, everybody who's listening to this or watching the video um, really walks away learning more about page builders and how Beaver Builder can actually help your photography website. Um, yeah. So. Uh, with that, uh, thank you, Robbie, for joining us today. Um, we were, it's great to have you. Um, My pleasure entirely. Thank you yeah. so much for having me. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks and for the kind works, too. Thank you. Totally. Um, thank you, Rachel, for being an awesome co-host. Thank you, Scott. And we should do a little plug. Um, episode 20 in two episodes is another Q&A yes. where just Scott and I go over questions like this. So mm-hmm. if you do have questions about page builders or anything that we've talked about or Squarespace, um, please ask us, and then we'll address it and kind of chat amongst ourselves. Yes, so you can find the show notes from today's episode at imagely.com slash podcast slash 18. Um, and if you want to ask a question for uh, the Q&A episode, that's imagely.com slash podcast slash Q. Yes. All right. Thank you, guys. So see you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast.